everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. What if I told you this? What if I told you under my feet is the secret to life? What if I told you that under my feet is the real deal of living the blessed life? You'd be like, are you kidding me? Ed, are you serious? You're talking about under your feet right now is a secret. Yes, it is. And right now, we're going to reveal the secret. Let's put our hands together because this secret will freak you out. Right now, we'll go to the God cam. That's right. God seeing us. Look. Look at the God cam. Look at the God cam. That's right. In the zone. Say it with me. In the zone. Say it again. In the zone. Zone at all campuses in the zone. That's what we're talking about in the zone. What is the zone? The zone is an area that's distinguished from the rest. A zone is a place that is different than all of the other real estate. Our great God wants us to live in the zone. We throw that phrase out a lot. In athletics, oh, he's in the zone. Someone birdies a couple of holes. Oh, this golfer is in the zone. Maybe in the corporate world, you close a couple of deals, make your company a lot of money. Oh, I'm in the zone. Relationally, you have a couple of dates with that special someone, and you're you're very, very happy about it. You say, girl, I'm in the zone. We love to use that phrase, in the zone. God, though, wants all of us, in fact, we're designed, we're hardwired to live in the zone. Here's the question. Are you zoned in or zoned out? Are you in the zone, in the sweet spot of God's success, or are you zoned out? You zoned out or zoned in? Living, breathing in the zone. The zone you could say, is the blessed place. That's another term we like to say a lot. I'm blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? Is it good karma? What does it mean to be blessed? To have a lot of stuff? What does it mean to be blessed? To be blessed simply means to be on the receiving end of the tangible and intangible favor of God. Let's say it together. To be blessed means to be on the receiving end of the tangible and intangible favor of God. God blesses tangibly. Stuff you can see, touch, taste, and smell. Matter matters to God. You cannot say that God does not bless us tangibly. I'm on the receiving end of the tangible and intangible favor of God. The intangible favor of God would be things that you can't necessarily touch, taste, feel, or smell. You can't put a price tag on it. Just, it's intangible. God wants all of us to live in the blessed place. God is the blesser. When we're in the zone, we realize God's the blesser. We're blessed once we understand he's the blesser. And because we're blessed, we should be blessings. So God's the blesser. I'm blessed. And I should be, you should be a blessing to others. 
There was a man in the Bible, the father of our faith, named Abraham. Abraham was a super wealthy rancher. If he were alive today, he would be worth billions of dollars. He was 75 years old, living in a very ungodly place called Ur. That's a good place to be from, isn't it? Ur. Starting at guard from Ur. Abraham. It's kind of strange. He's 75, and God steps into his life and basically tells him, Abraham, I want you to be zoned in. I want you to live in the sweet spot of my success. I want you to receive the blessings and to be a blessing to your family, your friends, and ultimately the whole world. Abraham didn't realize it, but this decision carried with it colossal consequences. So often in all of our lives we make decisions and we don't realize the results of these decisions. And sometimes we'll never realize the full impact of the decisions until we get to heaven. Abraham, think about it, the father of our faith, Abraham, the father of the Jewish nation, Abraham, from the Jewish nation you have Jesus. Abraham, from Jesus you have salvation. So through Abraham, the nation of Israel was born. Through the nation of Israel, Jesus was born. And through Jesus, we have the opportunity, the Bible says, to be born again. You're talking about blessings? You're talking about living in the sweet spot of God's success? You're talking about living in the zone? Again, our great God wants us to be zoned in. Abraham is in Ur. He's 75 years old. He could have lived off the interest. He didn't know. God said something to him. God told him something unusual. God told him something kind of strange. He listened to God and he obeyed. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. God just said, go. Abraham, you're 75. Yeah, you're loaded. You can live off the interest, but I'm going to challenge you to obey me and to go. Go to a land that I haven't shown you yet, but I'm going to bless your socks off and back again. Verse 2, I'll make you into a great nation. What a promise, man. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I'll curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. When God gives us commands, they're usually followed by promises, not reasons. I'll say it again. When God gives us directives, they're normally not followed by reasons because reasons demand discussion. We don't have time to discuss the 411 with God. And what's so hilarious is we, human beings, think God owes us some reason or some explanation. That's hilarious. And a lot of churches spend so much time navel-gazing and dissecting the Bible, trying to figure out reasons and the rationale behind the activity of God. God gives us a promise. And when he gives us a promise, and he gives us a command, we bank on the promise. It takes faith and trust to be zoned in to live 
based on the promises of God. The Bible is jam-packed full of the promises of God. If God gave us every reason, every rationale behind every decision, there wouldn't be much faith. And the Bible says Abraham heard God, got out of his comfort zone at 75 years old. 75 years old, he was willing to change. That's what's so amazing about fellowship. We have so many people in their 60s, 70s, 80s who are willing to change. You're at the sweet spot. You're in the, the, the zenith of your life. When God speaks, go for it. He'll give you a promise. where We can claim those promises. And we're going to talk about the promises of God when we're living in the zone. Those promises are off the hook. They're off the chain. They're great. They're not always easy. Some of the promises of God are difficult. Some of the promises of God take perseverance. I laugh when people say, well, God is anti-wealth. Are you kidding me? The father of our faith, Abraham, was a multi-squillionaire. Read about his story. His servants were like, man, you're loaded. You got cattle and, and, and all this gold and silver, and you, you, you've got some serious, serious bank. He left that. He took this Fortune 500 company with him, another Fortune 500 company with him, his, his, his relative lot. They left Ur of the Chaldees and went out to this land. I'll say it again. God is not anti-wealth. God wants to build his church. Jesus said, I will build my church. How can he build his church if he doesn't bless people to bless the church? Some of us are blessed tangibly. Now, I'm not saying that God wants everybody to be wealthy. I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel. Sometimes you hear people say, well, if you, if you live in the zone, that means God wants to make everybody rich. It's just all about being, you know, in, in, in the flow of stuff, of things. That's not biblical. Some people talk about God like being a genie or an ATM machine. We exhibit faith and we make God Give us what we want. That's bogus. That's heresy. God is a God, though, who blesses tangibly. If you say he doesn't, you don't know your Bible. On the other hand, God is a God who blesses intangibly with stuff that money can't even touch. Power and purpose and a clear conscience and strength during times of weaknesses. He gives us patience and this supernatural vibe that only God can bring. When we trust him, when we exhibit faith, when we step into his zone, God will bless our lives. Yet, no one here can be blessable. We're not going to be blessable unless we live in the zone. The blessed place, the sweet spot of God's success. God's the blesser. I understand that when I'm in the zone. Everything I have is from God, tangibly and intangibly. It's from God. God's the blesser. I receive that. I'm blessed. Wow. I'm blessed with these aptitudes and abilities. I'm blessed tangibly and intangibly. I'm blessed. Now, 
God wants me to do something, to be a blessing to others. If you're in this psychedelic area, you're living in the land of ing, I-N-G. Earning, owning, procreating, partying. That's what you do. When you move from the land of ing into the land of blessing, God puts his bless on your ing. You're incomplete here, and I'm even talking to believers now, you're complete here. Now you're like, okay, earning. God, you have given it all to me. Owning. I don't really own Jack. I'm just managing, procreating, and it's all from you, God. And, 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 and we see the source of living. This is the way we're supposed to live in the zone. Is it the perfect place? No, because we're fallen infallible. Is it the easiest place? No way. It's the way we were designed to live. It's the way of true success. It's the way to be a blessing. It's the way to change the world. Abraham and just a few people rocked the world. Abraham changed history. Why did he change history? Obedience. That's the key to being zoned in. Obedience. God says, go. We don't say, yo. We say, God, I'm going to go. We don't always know the future, but we know who holds the future. We rest and trust on God's promises. God is for us. Romans chapter 8. If God is for us, who can be against us? John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. God is all about generosity. Here we were totally zoned out. I mean, we're way out here. We don't deserve a thing. God blessed us by sending his best, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins, rise again, thereby giving us an opportunity to do what? To be zoned in, to receive Christ. Well, if we're in the psychedelic area, things begin to get crazy, and we don't really understand what everything's about. It's, 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 it's really about me. Once though I move to this sweet spot of God's success, once I'm zoned in and once I realize I'm not an owner, I'm a manager, then everything starts popping. Then everything starts coming together. I understand earning and clothing and housing and loving and procreating because I see it all comes from the blesser. I'm blessed and I could be a blessing. Are you in the zone? Are you living in the zone? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Time and time again, we don't know where God is leading. We trust him. Because in John 10, he says, I've come that you might have life and have an abundant life. The Bible says that God causes all things, good things and bad things, great things and hellacious things, to work together for good for those who were called according to his purpose, for those of us who were in the zone. 
We can trust God. I'm on the receiving end of the tangible and intangible favor of God. But again, there's no way. It's a pipe dream to understand and process the blessings of God if you're here, or especially if you're here. It's not going to happen. It's just not. Are you an owner or a manager? It's my creativity. It's my ingenuity. It's my vision. It's my endurance. No, no, no. It's God. It's God. And it'll totally change everything about you. Something will shift inside of you that will never shift back once you move into the zone. Over the last couple of days, I've talked to four young guys who were at various stages in this zone. I've talked to, to one way out here. He told me basically over coffee just a few days ago with tears streaming down his face. He goes, Ed, you know what I said to people? I said, I'm God. I got my company. I got my friends. I'll do what I want to do. He said, I have nothing. He said, I've hit rock bottom. I said, man, God will allow all of us to hit rock bottom because once we hit rock bottom, we'll realize that Jesus is the rock at the bottom. God loves you and me so much, he will allow us to be zoned out and to go for it and to do what we want to do. And in our search for freedom, we'll end up being enslaved to that thing that we thought would give us true liberation. When we run from God, we run right into God. And had the opportunity to pray with this man. This young guy, only 39 years old. I watched him step into the zone. It was amazing. I talked to another young man who's been blessed in incredible ways. Opportunities, finances, relationships, connections. He looked at me with teary eyes and said, Ed, it's meaningless. And I said, it's crazy you call it meaningless because Solomon said the same thing. Solomon, the wealthiest guy who has ever lived, after a 40-year free fall into the abyss of rebellion, into the abyss of narcissism, sex and money and building, he said, it's all meaningless. And I had the opportunity to pray with him as he stepped in the zone. Then I talked to two other people on the same day, young guys, in the sweet spot of God's success. One is going through a family crisis. Yet because of his zoned-in mentality, because he realizes he's on the receiving end of the intangible and tangible favor of God, he's not fumbling the favor of God. God has given him strength and is giving him strength to diesel through this family crisis. If he were out here, wow, the whole thing would be up for grabs. 
I talked to someone else in the zone who's been betrayed on a level that very few of us can comprehend. The people I've trusted and have busted me, man. They've stabbed me in the back. What do I do? What do I do? And then he would say, you know, I know God is in control. I'm just trusting him. I'm clinging to his promises. And I said, let me tell you something. Your best days are ahead of you. I said, let me tell you something. God's brought us together for a reason. And maybe the reason is for me to tell you the reason you're attacked is because the enemy sees the potential in your life. Zoned in. Are you zoned in or zoned out? Are you living in the land of ing? Or the land of blessing? Are you totally zoned out? I mean, are you way out here? Today, you can step into the zone. And when you step into the zone, then you can see, wow, there's another level here. I can move from an owner to a manager. Several years ago, Lisa and I met a young woman. And as we got to know her, we found out that she was a really interesting lady, a lady of great wealth. And she said, you know, Ed and Lisa, you guys have little kids at the time. And I know you guys you know, need a break. She said, I have an estate on the Pacific. And I would love for you to use the house. I would love for you to borrow the house anytime you would like. It's just open. I rarely go there, she said. So just, I mean, if you want to use it, just tell me. You can use it for a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. It's yours. Treat it like it's your own. I didn't have to pray about that. <laughs> so, several months later, we flew out to this area and walked into this beautiful home right on the Pacific Ocean. I'm talking about waves crashing in the backyard. Albino seals being born on the rocks in the backyard. A ridiculously over-the-top, beautiful place. So we're looking at this like, this is, this is crazy. Can you believe we're here? This is unbelievable. Wow. So we walked into the kitchen, and on the refrigerator was a, a list of just several things, maybe eight to ten things. Welcome, Ed and Lisa. Thank you for blessing us through Fellowship Church, etc. Here are some things I would like for you guys to do with the house while you're here. And so it was like, you know, turn lights off and the yard guy comes every day at 7 a.m., open the gate, you know, all those things. And I'm like, <laughs> these are no-brainers. I did, Lisa and I did those things. How, how stupid would it have been for us not to do those things, to go, oh, I'm just going to disregard those things. Are you kidding me? I'm just going to. She was giving us her house. We were managing 
her house. We obeyed those simple rules, those simple requests, and it made the whole thing come together. God's given you a mansion. He says, manage my house. Check out the refrigerator. There's like, you know, eight or nine, maybe ten things, ten commandments, <laughs> that I want you to follow. I want you to be zoned in. I mean, you don't own it. Come on, man. You know you don't own it. It's just, I just want you to manage it for me. Manage it. The, 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 the gifts I've given you. Manage it. The ingenuity I've given you. Manage it. The relationships I've given you. Manage it. The family I've given you. Manage it. The stuff I've given you. Manage it. The money I've given you. Manage it. All of the things I've given you tangibly and intangibly. Manage it. And you'll live in the zone. The decisions you make today will have colossal consequences in the future. Living in the zone. The sweet spot of God's success. Are you zoned in? Or zoned out? That's a question that only you can answer. It happens when we move from ownership to management. Would you bow your head with me for a moment? Lord, you blessed us so much. And in all of our lives, we don't really appreciate the blessings fully. It's my prayer that every single person here would take a step to say, God, you're the blesser. I'm blessed and I want to be a blessing. How do you do that? You do that by saying, Jesus, I give control of my life to you. I don't own it. You own it. I want to manage it. Does Jesus personally own your life? Is he inside of your life? You can make that decision right now by saying these words. Just say these words with me. This is a zoned in prayer. Just say, God, I've been zoned out because I've tried to run my own life my own way. I've sinned. I've fallen short. I admit to you the obvious that I fumbled your favor and I turned God to you. I believe by faith, even though I don't know where it's going to take me, except ultimately I know I'm going to heaven, but I believe by faith that you died on the cross for my sins, Jesus, and rose again. And at this point, just say it right now, I ask you to come into my life. I want to live in the zone. You own my life. You're the Lord. You're number one. God, I manage it. And I want to leverage my abilities and aptitudes, the tangible and intangible, for you, Lord. 
Jesus, take control of my life. I want to be zoned in. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.